I'm Haley. And I'm Riley. And this is Movies Better, Yeah Right. A podcast where we see how our favorite YA reads and their adaptations stack up against each other. I'm a full-time writer, reader, and proud owner of four library cards. And I'm a never writer, sometimes reader, and avid movie watcher. We've been friends for six years and bond best over books and movies based off them. But instead of watching together and annoying everyone around us with our nonstop commentary, we've brought our hot takes here for you. So whether you read along, watch along, both or neither, join us as we work our way through the YA genre. Hi, everyone. We are doing Love and Gelato this week. And I'm realizing I don't know the author's name. Jenna Evans Welch. Yes. So we read her book and then we watched the movie this week. I want to get into our hot takes. I'm wondering what yours is, Riley. That's so funny because I was like, I hope we can just jump right into the hot takes because mine really speaks to what I think about the book and the movie. Okay, perfect. I have to preface by saying Haley's biggest pet peeve reading, which I think we just talked about a couple weeks ago, is a misunderstanding between two characters that they could easily, like the book would be resolved if they would just talk. My pet peeve, my big huge pet peeve, which I didn't know anything about this book until we had already picked it, (laughs) is I cannot stand or I cannot suspend my disbelief enough to read a book where the key to like solving a mystery in the book is a journal that the person won't sit down and read in one sitting. Like I can't believe that someone would have the answers to a problem and just be like, I'm going to take this a little at a time unless they're like in some death defying situation and like don't have time to read it. I can't get past it. And so as soon as she got a journal, the main character got a journal that was her late mother's I was like "Uh oh uh oh this is like my kryptonite (laughs) I can't believe it never even crossed my mind that it was crazy that she wasn't just sitting and reading it I I was like yeah that makes sense as a little mini writer as a girl I like tried to write a book about a girl finding a journal in like her attic because I keep a journal and I thought that would be so cool and I couldn't write more than a few pages because I was like well She's just going to read the whole thing. Like, what is stopping her? I couldn't figure out what would stop her from just sitting down and finishing. So Yeah, she could have just read it in one day. And then she would have known everything. Probably like an hour. Like, she was really speeding through it. This journal was not that long. Because it was written out in full. So you get all of her mom's journals. And it's really driving the plot. And it was interesting. But that there's that one part of my brain that could not let it go. Because that's just, like, my thing always. It has been for years. I mean, that totally, now that you've said that, I you've exposed something that I now can't unsee. <laughs> she does say, because her mom has recently passed away, she does mention, like, she's taking it a little bit at a time because it's emotionally really heavy to be reading her mom's work. Which I guess that's true. is somewhat of an explanation, but once the mystery, as we'll talk about, starts getting, like, more intense I was like the answer is in your hand like if you could just open it or like hand it to somebody else give it to like this guy who's helping you that is actually so true yeah because she's not just reading it to like be with her mom again like she actually needs important information yeah so that's my hot take I couldn't suspend the disbelief as cute as it was I love love stories I love gelato I love an abroad (laughs) like it was great but that one part I couldn't get over it Wow. Well, my hot take really follows your theme of pet peeves because, you know, I just like cannot stand when they make movies different. So my hot take is who the hell is movie Ren? This is not <laughs> anybody I've met. I like they kept the name. There is so much. This will be the first time in a few weeks that we've had a book in a movie be so vastly different besides yeah like not to get like too ahead of ourselves but like next week why don't I read a book and you just watch a movie and it'll basically be the (laughs) same thing like these are not they share a name I felt the same way I was we'll get to it but as soon as it started I felt unmoored like the footing was not I was like wait a second I (laughs) this is not what I was expecting yeah well I watched the movie first like when it first came out so I started reading this book and was like is it am I confused are these not like are these not the same and now I've like set us up for a week of failure because I thought this was the same it was funny a mess but I hadn't read it um I thought I had I think I've read something with a similar 
cover because I was convinced I'd already read this. And then within a few pages was like, I definitely don't know this story. So So her like, it's like a series kind of like in a similar family. So there's like two other books that have covers that look almost identical. Love and Luck and Love and Olives. And I haven't read those. So I still don't know what the similar cover book (laughs) I read was. If I ever see it, I'll take a picture of it. I just need, I haven't had the brain blast. I've been waiting for it. But as we get into the summary, I want you to keep in mind and like maybe you'll be like, no, you're dead wrong. But this gave me like very heavy 13 little blue envelopes vibes. Did you ever read that book as a teen? I don't don't think so. Well, that ends that conversation. (laughs) Maybe a listener has. Maybe a listener has. Well, if you've been listening and you read that book, you know it's like a girl traveling Europe and she has like 13 little envelopes that she is reading as she travels. But I can't remember anything past that. And I didn't do any research and I thought you might know and be were you hoping you were hoping that my memory would be like yes I remember what happened (laughs) I don't know why I expected that of you but first time ever in life I feel like in that book somebody passes away on like sends her on a European journey as well so but I could be dead wrong well Somebody let me know. We'll never know. Yeah. Someone yeah. someone tell Wait, us. There's no way to know. As my favorite <laughs> podcaster, Tig Notero, says, she always goes, there's just no way for us to find that out. So I have a short summary plot just so that we can get into like the vibe okay. of what this book is even about. So it follows Lena, who is our main character. She's a high schooler and she's sent to live with her newly discovered father in Florence on a cemetery And that is because of her mother's dying wish. Her mom wants her to, like, go live with this man in a different country after she's dead, which is crazy. She's never mentioned before. (laughs) Has not existed. And so, well, at first, Lena is, like, not into it. She's a little apprehensive and kind of scornful and still mourning her mom. She goes on the trip, and she wishes to be back in America But then she's gifted this old journal that was her mom's that Riley mentioned. And with the help of Ren, who I mentioned, um, he's a local Italian-American boy that becomes like her best friend in Italy. They recreate Lena's mother's experiences in Italy. And as Lena spends more time there, she learns that she actually really likes it. And she likes her father, air quotes, Italy, Ren, and everything that has to do with her mom's journey. So... That's kind of the short of it. It was cute. It's very emotional. Oh, yeah. The second chapter already had me tearing up. I read the like second half in one sitting while in a really crappy motel. So my (laughs) anytime I think about this book, the setting is like Italy and gorgeous and beautiful. And then it's me in a red roof inn, (laughs) like reading about gelato and beautiful sights. And I'm just in this shitty motel room. Oh, no. I was on the subway, so it's not much better. It was a much better mental book than actual reading location. Yeah. So long story short of it, the whole like start of this book is basically the mom being like, when I die, also move to a foreign country with a stranger. So Lena listens. She does that. So she moves to the cemetery. She's like trying to get settled in. While that's happening, she goes on a run and like a car Mm. full of Italian men chase her and like yell at her. Harass her. Which like for whatever reason is like not mentioned ever again. No, I think it was just to get because then she runs a different route and that's how she runs into Ren, I think, the first time. I think there needed to be I mean, I don't know why she needed to try the road at all, but there like needed to be a reason to get her off the road and like go into the cemetery. I guess that's true because she was like She's pretty spooked by the cemetery. I mean, rightfully so, you... after having just buried her mother. You probably oh, won't want to go hang out. My, I was going to ask you, though, what you... I was really surprised or couldn't relate to the, like, extreme aversion to living. I like going to cemeteries when I'm traveling yeah, and, like, visiting, like visiting them. I'm a cemetery weirdo. So I was like, what does she mean? It sounds so... Like, the view out her window sounds beautiful. It sounds very quiet. <laughs> it's it like, I would love beautiful. to live there. My only thought is like the constant reminder of death is yes. probably it the is part really she's not liking. But I guess you're right that that like car full of guys is what encourages her to like stay 
on yeah. the cemetery instead of trying to leave. That happens. And then she's getting to know Howard a little bit, who is her like, quote unquote, father, who she thinks he is her father. Her grandma, her grandma told says her that, so. right? Yeah. Yeah. Her, so her mom's mom told her that as like kind of a fact and Howard didn't deny it. So that's what we're going off of. Mm-hmm. So his coworker, Sonia, drops off the journal for um, Lena because Lena's mom sent it and Sonia just kind of assumed it was for Lena, not for Howard. Yeah. So she like held on to it and then gave it over. Lena and Howard are kind of getting to know each other. Lena isn't really reading the journal yet. She decides it's like too hard and doesn't want to know anything and doesn't really want to get comfortable. Like in her brain, she's still leaving in like three days. She's going back to America to live with Addie. But then Howard reveals that he like didn't even know Lena existed. So it's not like he's been an, a neglectful father or anything. He just thought Hadley like left the country. So this is also like all news to him, which is wild that he was like, yeah, you can send a teenager over to me. That sounds good. I'm surprised you weren't thrown by the the miscommunication that could have been like the mom knowing that she was sick, telling the daughter the whole story and or possibly telling Howard, here's what she knows or here's the truth. I don't know. (laughs) It's like no one knew any information. My whole this whole concept. The mom must have been heavily drugged. So she's like going through treatment and I think yeah. she has cancer. It is like terminally ill. So my only thought is like the drugs are ruining her brain because why the fuck would you do this to your daughter? Yeah, it's really you like... You have all the answers and you're going to like make it some weird cryptic thing and then like send your... Like take away everything your daughter knows and force her into like completely uprooting her life to live with a strange man it works she's never lived with a man her whole life like what is wrong with you mom it works out great but the uh there were like so many other avenues where it was ruined and she never yeah, found how out was it like not a conversation but lena like she finally can't sleep so she's like i guess i'll read the journal and the first thing she sees when she opens it is in like big black marker it says i made the wrong choice but there's like no indication of like if that's new writing or old writing or what it's about. Mm-hmm. So like Hadley really just felt like messing with everybody. She's pulling some strings. It's from so wild. On her way out. Yeah. I'm picturing her watching. She's just like, let's see how this plays out. I put a lot of things in motion before I left the earth. And here we go. She's watching it like a movie. This, but you know what? Actually, it adds up that she would do this because obviously her whole life was bad communication skills. As we'll see, yeah, it totally makes sense that she thought this was like the appropriate way to handle this (laughs) because she doesn't know how to speak to people. We'll see that a few times. Ren, who is like, so Lena has met Ren now on a run, and he is like Italian American. I think his mom is from Texas or something Mm -hmm. so he like kind of relates to both sides and becomes friends with lena and he picks her up for a party so they go and they meet other students so if lena were to stay longer she would enroll in school she has like one more year of high school left so she would be part of like the american institute of school in florence yeah I have the letters here, but I don't have what they mean. (laughs) A-I-S-F. And while she's there, she meets Mimi, who is Ren's, like, crush, girlfriend, person. I have a lot of thoughts. Um, I just want to say to anyone who listened to the Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging episode, I'm going to say justice for um, Mimi as hard as I said justice for Lindsay, because I need, what? We can talk about it. My only thought was the vibe I kept getting was that they weren't in a relationship. There was, like, a weird implication toward the end that they had been or that he was, like, keeping keeping that from her or, like, trying to – she was, like, upset about him hanging out with the – oh, my God, I'm forgetting the main character's name now. (laughs) I'm not telling you. Mimi was upset, and he was, like, consoling her and, like, putting a lot of effort into both relationships trying to keep both of them around sort of 
and and he wasn't being honest with either. And I was like, this guy's shady. Justice for Mimi, I feel like she's probably not as bad as we're making her sound. That's, that's very all. true. Because I could not figure out, like, what was going on. But Ren definitely was not, like, cutting things off with me. I didn't think they were fully, no. like, exclusive. But you're right. Ren still was, like, hanging out with her. And he's, like, weird or evasive anytime he's asked to, like, define what Mimi is to him. Or, like, why she's so possessive or what he's like promised her or like what their dynamic is like so the whole time i'm just like can he just answer a question about her so we we know yeah because i guess he he's liked her forever and she's like finally starting to like him back so i think if lena hadn't entered the picture he'd be like overjoyed that mimi finally likes him so i feel like he like wasn't willing to let that go yet but in doing so, you're right. Justice for Mimi. Is that a cat of yours or a dog? Interesting. I don't know. That noise? You don't know? <laughs> I didn't. For Whenever I hear noises, I think it's you. Oh. That's, <laughs> but that makes sense that it would be I'm me. home alone, so I certainly hope. I don't have pets either. So I don't know. I neighbors? Think I think it's you. Okay. I think it's probably my neighbor's dog barking. Okay, good. I was like, are your cats okay? That's a loud noise. I mean, they also might not be okay. Yeah, that's definitely a dog. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The amount I'm able to just, like, block out of my brain living in New York City. (laughs) So she's at this party. She meets Mimi, describes her as an ice queen. She also meets Thomas, who is, like, a very gorgeous British guy. And they get kind of flirty. Mm -hmm. And then she, like, walks the plank and jumps into the pool at this party to like become part of the friend group so yeah. she's like two seconds ago was like mopey mcgee and now she's like hot boys okay it was giving very like along for the ride when Auden is like i'm really shy but i will go to this party at the dunes i'll be there <laughs> exactly yeah Brave. Like, i don't want to get to know anybody and i'm leaving tomorrow but also i'll flirt with all of you yep which is her prerogative more power to her so now she's back to reading the journal. And so there's like two stories going on. There's Lena living her life and having her like Florence experience. And then we also are like fully entrenched in like Hadley and her journal and her thoughts and her experience in Florence. So it kind of goes back and forth. So Hadley is writing that she's in love, but it's a secret relationship and will only write about him as like this guy named x i was just thinking like how hard would it have been for her mom to just tell her who x is like this is absurd so not only does the journal like only give half the information the whole time but now like lena is like automatically assuming x is howard here's the thing though if lena maybe the mom was expecting that lena would get the journal and read it in one sitting because it's short and instead (laughs) (laughs) lena thinks it's that x is howard for a long time and the answer is in the book yeah lena is kind of dumb about that though because her mom writes like i am friends with this person and this person and i'm really good friends with howard and he's so great and then all of a sudden it's like i'm dating x it's like okay like probably not howard probably not howard she already talked about howard and there's like an implication that I suspected that he was like a professor of some sort because the way she writes about why she has to keep his identity secret was very much pointing that way and not pointing to Howard. Or yeah, I was like, this is a weird point to Howard. And for no. whatever reason, Lena like cannot wrap her Just brain around it for Lena's so long. grandma pointed to Howard and that was that was it. I guess it would be confusing, but I saw the movie first, so I already like <laughs> for what what i did know from the movie i was like already assuming it wasn't him but maybe if i had been just reading it would have been more shocking yeah spoiler alert it's not him as i think (laughs) yeah there you go guys howard is not her dad (laughs) now we're back to lena and ren and they're growing closer and she decides to fill him in on the whole like howard journal situation which i feel like is really opening up to this new person she just met five days ago But that's sweet. And he's really nice. And it's, like, obvious he really likes her. Yeah. But for some reason, they just are blind. She's got nobody. Well, yeah, and he – doesn't he read some of the journal, but just a little at a time as well? Yeah. So he – she'll, like, read a chunk, and then he will, like, read that same chunk. 
if I was him, I'd be like secretly like while she's yeah, sleeping on the train. Like head, right? <laughs> I, he like really start on the last handles page. it with care. And now we are with Hadley and X reading the journal again. And apparently things aren't going great with them. He like says he loves her, but then also treats her like a friend and doesn't want to tell anybody and just seems kind of shitty. And Hadley doesn't know how long she's going to be spending in Florence to begin with. Her parents want her home, but she wants to stay. Now Hadley's writing more about why she wants to stay. She like writes about her friends and stuff. And she writes about how much she likes Howard by name. (laughs) So who the hell's ex? And if she had just kept reading, she would have known all this. But instead, we got three more chapters of this book before we figured out Howard is mentioned by name. And even that doesn't really sell her, actually, now that I'm No, she thinks it's like, my mom forgot to put an X there. Lena's not a detective. I think she really wants it to be Howard, which is confusing because in real life with Howard, she doesn't seem like she really wants him to be her dad. So it's weird that when she's reading, she pities him. She's so insisting when she's reading that, like, yep, this is my dad. Can't be anybody else. It's Howard. And so, like, X and Hadley, not Lena. X and Lena, Hadley. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) X and Hadley go to clubs. And one of the club is called Space. And apparently it's still around. So Lena and Ren go to Space, too, to, like, see where Hadley was. And it's like a big club and they're having a lot of fun and they're both kind of frazzled by each other. Lena like goes off on her own and some guy basically assaults her. Yeah. And Mimi like steps in and saves her. Go Mimi. Yeah. And I mean Mimi's like kind of, kind of bitchy to her about it. <laughs> but like yes. she still helped her. So and then Thomas for whatever reason like doesn't really care and Ren is super upset about it. So Thomas yeah. is maybe not seeming like the most interesting person in the room, but and he's Ren's still really hot. It. Ren pulls like a um, I'm just going back to all the episodes. The kissing booth goes pulls like a Flynn. Is that his name? Yes, What's his name. Noah yeah. Flynn. He's very upset, which as he should be, but yeah, he wants to protect her. And then they like he takes her away from the club, and I think they just spend the rest of the night like hanging out. And he takes her to the statue, and then he like reveals that he. So Hadley had written about how X showed her where like a midnight bakery is. So it's like these bakeries start baking things really early in the morning or like midnight and on so that pastries and stuff can be ready for people's breakfasts by like 6 a.m. So sometimes they'll like sell out the back door when they're first freshly baked. So it's like a midnight bakery that X took Hadley to. So Ren Sneaky tries to, like, figure out where it is by talking to Howard about it. And Howard apparently had, like, no recollection and was like, I've never even heard of those. That sounds so cool. Like, let me know when you find out. (laughs) So then it's becoming more clear, like, Lena finally is getting it that Howard isn't X. But now we don't know who X is. And X has broken up with Hadley in the journal and moved to Rome unexpectedly. And Hadley is, like, heartbroken. It's very sad. Yeah, even though he sucked. So they want more information on, like, who X is and who all these people Hadley keeps talking about are. So Ren takes Lena to the photography school that her mom was enrolled in. And they initially want to just find out more about her mom's roommate, Francesca. And, like, the head teacher there happily gives all that info about Francesca and just, like, spews all this stuff. And then they ask about X. And he, like, clams up and is like, I don't remember anything about anyone, actually. My bad. Goodbye. (laughs) So they call Francesca because they got all her information before that guy clammed up. And Francesca gives the name of X, and his name is Matteo Rossi. And he was a professor who was fired from the school. So hence the secretive nature. Mm -hmm. So we finally know, and it's, Seeming like Matteo Rossi is someone they need to talk to. So they Google him, and apparently Lena looks just like him. They're nothing like Howard. Yeah, Howard is like blondie boy. Matteo apparently has Lena's like dark, dark hair, curly hair, and dark Italian eyes. And he's Italian, and Howard is American. Oh, yeah. Howard is from like what? South? Is he from South Carolina? Maybe. I feel like he also was from the South. Him and Ren's mom were both 
from some southern state. I feel like I just don't remember. If I'm not making that up though, then that's crazy that Hadley named her daughter Carolina. I forget that that's Lena's name. Her name's like Carolina. Yeah, but it's spelled Carolina. And then so if Howard's probably, from South Carolina, that is wild. It's probably where he's from. I bet that Maybe. was an Easter egg. Now that they know about Matteo Rossi, they think either Howard doesn't know or Howard's purposely lying about being her dad. And neither of these, like, really upset Lena. I feel like no. I would be like, I can't stay with this man anymore. Like, I don't know <laughs> who he is. And both of these options are not good. But instead, she just goes on home and has pasta dinner with him and is happy as a clam. Can I interject really fast to drop a crazy fact about the Howard of it all? Yes. I listened to an author interview, and she said that all along as she was writing, she planned for Howard to actually be the biological dad. And then a few weeks before her final draft was due, she changed it to be this other guy. And then the whole rest of the story, like, clicked into place and, like, she changed everything after but for for a long time howard was the dad that's a whole different book yeah i know i was like release the other draft yeah that's crazy yeah Yeah. what would even be the plot of that book there couldn't be a journal no just like them bonding i don't know what a weird different vibe i bet you would have liked that book better with no journal maybe or like I, i wouldn't mind a journal if it wasn't a mystery i feel like as soon as someone's like I'm missing some information and it's probably in here and they're not flipping to the end. I'm like, what's happening? Because you're not a human. <laughs> you're the, they have self-control that we just couldn't possibly <laughs> no. relate to. They're like, okay. I know I'm a character. I'm a protagonist. And this is what protagonists do. I would flip right to the end and this story would end. Well, have you met anyone? Like there are people who when they're picking out books, they read the last page to find out if they want to read that book. I haven't met anybody that does that, but I've heard that before, if that's a thing. Yeah, I'm so sorry to any of our listeners who are that person, but that's crazy. Could you tell us more about that, if that's you? Yeah, I need to understand. understand. What are you even getting from it? Like, the last page never does anything worthwhile. Wait, when I was little, I was reading the, um, my mom got me a Little House in the Prairie box set, and I read, like, the first couple and then I was overwhelmed by how many there were. There were like I think six or seven, and they were getting longer over time. And they were her like favorite books from childhood, and it was like a big deal that I had them. And <laughs> she wanted me to like them and wanted me to read them. And for the last half, I would start. I would open it, read the first couple chapters, skip to the end, read the last couple chapters, and then be like, "Mom, I read it. Here's what happened." Cheater. <laughs> and it wasn't for like a decade. I just. Ne- forgot to tell her and then one day I was like yeah I've never really read those books I went back and read them a couple summers ago because I was like yeah I I really just front and back chapters was all I got for most of those I know nothing probably of the middle all you needed oh my gosh I feel so, like I was a similar way of series of unfortunate events I think I would read like every other book in that series because the first like eight chapters of each book was just the last fucking book and it used to drive me crazy oh i don't remember that that's a smart hack of yours then it was like such a recap i think because it can be for like a lot younger children and i already didn't really like to read so then i felt like i was being punished it's like i made (laughs) it through book one why are you making me do this all again yeah and you're going in the right order (laughs) exactly Oh my gosh, where are we? What are Ren and Lena up to? That was my bad. Yeah, how dare you? (laughs) Um, They're taking the train to Rome. So they decide they need to meet (laughs) Matteo. I like how you said, ooh, like you didn't read this book also. I wasn't sure when that part was coming. (laughs) They're doing it now. Okay. They get on the train. They go to Rome. They end up at the play. It's like a gallery that... Mm -hmm. I guess it's Matteo, not Matteo. Sorry, I like Teddy Matteo. <laughs> Italian. Matteo. Um, Matteo, whoa. <laughs> Matteo has a photo in his gallery and it's taken by Hadley and it's of baby or like toddler Lena. And it, yeah. the title of the photo is Carolina. So, like, this man knows about her. Like, that's mm-hmm. so fucking weird of him. And like has her up in his gallery to look at. It's very yeah. weird. Yeah. 
Lena is like, I actually am out. I don't want to do this. And right as she's trying to leave, Matteo like takes Lena away to like talk to her privately. And it's just like a grade A asshole. Did you, what did you think of that scene is not in the book directly. It's like mentioned after the fact. I really wanted the, like her meeting her dad that moment. I wanted it. I wanted to read it. And it it was just like the next scene was like her walking out and like reflecting on how badly it had gone. And I was like, what? I wasn't there. Kind of reminded me of like, we didn't get to see Eli reject Auden. Yeah, in a long time. It was like her telling her friends what happened. This was the same vibe. Mm -hmm. I know I wanted to like be in the moment so that I don't know if I could like make her say nastier things back to him. I guess that isn't at all what would be possible, but be angry with her and exactly. So instead, we just had to hear he says like shitty things that his mom was making up the whole relationship and she wrote this journal to like frame him and she was like sleeping around and wasn't her dad and it was like very bizarre like this man's a crazy person this man has been waiting for this moment for as long as lena's been alive yeah prepping it was to just be defensive and mean wild so he like tries to gaslight her into thinking her mom is crazy and it, like, doesn't work, mom. That's but it so also, like, yeah, I, I don't think she, like, really falls for it, but she no. does feel pretty shitty after. So she runs outside and, like, runs into Ren, and he is, like, consoling her, and then in this moment, they kiss, and it does, like, not go well. So, like, it goes really well until Ren pulls away and gets weird and says, like, the timing's not good, but then before he can explain... Lena's like, yeah, no, right. Like, you're just a friend. And, like, works out nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, he, like, really takes that as fact. Even though they were just kissing two seconds ago. And, like, they both have, like, this very awkward next, like, four days. It's so confusing. She really sells it, I guess. I'm not sure. He's I'm not sure. and sinker. Either. Like, you're, I don't, I don't get how neither of them felt like they needed to talk more. Like, I think I'm, like, a last word person in arguments, so maybe that's why I, like, just never understand this level of communication, because I'll just, like, keep spewing what I think happened (laughs) until, like, the other person is, like, losing their mind. Which is why I think you don't like miscommunication subplots, because it would not be you. No, I would never look this person in the eye and be like, they don't get what I'm saying, I'm just going to shut up now. Like, I'm going to keep telling you till you get it. Which maybe isn't the best either, but we could find a happy medium. Yeah. But then where would we get the last 50 pages? Yeah, you're right. We need this to happen. At this point, Hadley and Howard are falling in love. She's, like, moved to the cemetery and, like, pregnant already, but, like, only kind of half knows and like she's like figuring it out more but she falls in love with Howard first and then finds out she's pregnant like three yeah. days later so she's like slept with Howard but it definitely can't be yeah it counts right as that's like all happening Matteo asks Hadley to go to Rome because he has like a big announcement for her and since she knows she's pregnant and knows it's his She agrees to go and, like, tell him about the pregnancy and is basically, like, I need to do the right thing and, like, be with this man since he has this big announcement for me and obviously wants me back. Like, we're going to do this right. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out that his big announcement is that he wants Hadley to join his, like, business plan of, like, a photography travel business. But even though she's a really successful, great photographer... He wants her to join by booking accommodations and arranging travel for the tourists and was like, maybe when you're more established, you can like teach a class. What a guy. He's so fucking annoying. She's like, oh, okay. Well, also I'm pregnant. And he like totally freaks out and gets Mm -hmm. really violent to the point where she's like, LOL, JK, it's not your baby. I'm just pregnant. Like, goodbye. So she, like, does what she has to do to leave the situation, which Mm -hmm. is maybe why he said that to Lena, but he has the photo of her. He knows. 
I'm sure he knows. Someone, I mean, she wouldn't accidentally say the wrong name and then be like, just kidding. It was actually Howard. My bad. <laughs> like, he's got to be smarter than to believe that. Yeah, it's so bizarre. So Seems that, like that's what he wanted. I think so. But then I, you would think if he wants her as part of the business, like, it seemed like he wanted her around still. I'm shocked he didn't use this as, like, a way to trap her. But I guess it works out for her that he doesn't. Yeah. So she leaves Italy and she does this to protect Howard from like completely changing his life for her because Howard like would have either like dropped everything to be with her or would have like left Italy even though he loves it to be with her, which like that's not your choice to make. I don't like when people make choices for the what someone else would want or what would be better for them. Like this guy goes his whole life like. I think he was happy living on the cemetery and working there, but maybe he would have been happier being a stepdad to Lena. Like, who knows? He didn't get to pick. Yeah, he definitely sounds like he's happy in the cemetery, but, like, really lonely. Like, he never yeah. dates anyone ever. He's so in love with her. He's just stuck on her still. It's crazy. Which also is wild, but yeah, that's his choice, I guess. And another reason she leaves is because I guess they throw in some weird politics about, like, Italian divorce Mm. and custody Mm -hmm. law unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. And it makes it sound like if she had stayed in the country, Matteo could have very easily, like, tied himself to Hadley and Lena forever. So Hadley, like, didn't even want that to be an option. So that's why she never took Lena to visit. She, like, was never going to reenter the country on the off chance that Matteo, Matteo, what is his name? <laughs> Probably Matteo. And that's like the conclusion of the journal pretty much. And yeah. I guess we still don't really know like, that I made the wrong choice thing. What oh. specifically that's about. I think we're... I think that well, note isn't for Lena. Is like I thought it was for Howard. It. Yeah. I thought we found out the journal was for... Were you getting to that and I just... Spoiler alert, the journal was for Howard the whole time. I couldn't remember if it was... Why she sent it to Sonia, I don't know. Or did Sonia open it? And, like, I can't remember why Sonia has it. Because it was mailed... Maybe she's, like, in charge of the mail at the cemetery. She, like, works in the... The office. Yeah, in the office. So maybe she just got the mail and was like, oh, this must be for Lena. I forgot that that was explicitly So more miscommunication. Yeah. I don't know why anyone's making decisions on their own. Everything should be a group decision. That's include everybody. Yeah. Let's make everything a group chat, please, from now on. You guys obviously can't be trusted to do things (laughs) on your own. That is how that ends. And then Lena like has this big realization and like is worried that she's gonna have to break the news to Howard that he's not her dad. And she, like, really drags her feet on this. But then finally she, like, just has him read the journal. Which he reads in, as he should, one sitting. Yeah, Howard is <laughs> the next guy. day. The next day he's, like, done, read it. It's like, thank you. Yeah, he does not play around. And then they get to talk about it. And then he reveals that, like, he knew he wasn't her father. But was, like, worried she wouldn't come if she knew. So he, like, wanted to be, like, a safe place for her to come to. Even though she, like, kind of was forced to come against her will. I don't know if I totally agree with Howard. Luckily, he's a nice guy, but it makes him sound real creepy. It ends well, so it's, like, easier to be like, okay, Howard makes sense, but it could have gone a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's Hadley's fault that this whole situation was so bizarre, but no one else really helped anything. So Howard has like, so Howard like grew up with all these people in the journal. So he like knows exactly what Hadley's talking about in a way that like Lena missed a bunch of stuff. So Howard was able to explain that Matteo was like actually having affairs with a bunch of other students. And Howard is the one who brought it to the school and got him fired and was like, you need to leave Hadley alone. So, like, that's why Mateo breaks up with Hadley in the first place. Why Howard didn't talk to Hadley then either is beyond me. He, like, tried to, like, tell her something through, like, a statue metaphor way back. And then tried to do it again with Lena with a different statue. Mm -hmm. To the point where Lena's like, you need to stop doing that. That obviously doesn't work. 
neither yeah. of us knew we were trying to tell us anything. They're like nothing if not consistent in their confusing, just lack of communication. All oh, of them, yeah. Every one of them. They stick with it. But Lena still wants Howard in her life as like family. So like that all wraps up nicely. But mm-hmm. she's still having issues with Ren and decides to like go to a party with Thomas to make mm-hmm. up with Ren, which is a bonkers Again. idea. And then Ren gets mad at her and is like, why'd you come here with Thomas? And she's like, why are you still dating Mimi? And he's like, (sighs) and then they get in a huge fight. But she wakes up that night to coins being thrown at her window. And Ren found the Midnight Bakery. And he brings her croissants. And they make up. And they're falling in love. And Lena's going to stay in Italy. And they live happily ever after. Mm -hmm. And that, my friends, is love and gelato. And it's not how the movie goes. And then we have the horrible movie. <laughs> Love I have to Gelato. Tell you a couple of things about the book first. Being that a lot of this is based off of not really her own experience, but the writer went to high school in Florence and she had a friend who grew up in an American cemetery right outside of Florence. And she was a runner and used to run through the headstones in the mornings. And the author said that when she was 16, she thought that would make a good setting for a book. And then she wrote the book. And she specifically based that party scene off of her last night in Florence. I don't know how much of it. And she spent years trying to write this without Hadley's journal entries and then eventually stuck her in there. And that kind of, like, unlocked the story. I guess so. I don't know what the story is without that. So I guess I see her point. As far as publishing, her dad is a writer, and he showed her book to a publisher against her will. Oh. That's how she got published. She didn't have to do the whole, like, crappy search for an agent querying We keep reading these books where, like, people put in no effort. They just sneeze and their book gets published. Yeah, and then I'm she didn't so have sorry. she didn't have plans for a trilogy. The publishers wanted that, and she was inspired by characters in her previous book. So, like the next book, Love and Luck, stars Addie, and I think Love and Olives. Yeah, has a character I like, didn't from... even mention Addie. Sorry, you guys. She's you like the best like friend. Once. Yeah, she's her friend. Oh, as far as Love and Gelato goes, for the author, Love Wise, married two kids, and her favorite gelato is chocolate with hazelnuts. And as I get into the movie, I'd like to start with this. Um, I was listening to a YouTube interview of the author with like a booktuber. And the girl asked the author what she thought of the movie. And her response was, um, she played it very safe. She said, wow, dog. She said, Actually, that was my cat that time. <laughs> she said, I had no involvement in this movie. Also, my readers had a mixed reaction. And I was like, got it. I know how you feel. <laughs> like oh You made gosh. it clear without One saying anything. of my things that I found out when, like, looking into the movie was what she said about the adaptation process. Her quote is, I was very hands-off. I knew my limitations. I had a lot going on at that moment as a writer and a mother, and I felt it was the right thing to do to put the story into the hands of movie makers I trusted. And then oh. my note is, woof. Woof. So the movie opens at a pumpkin spice Fleetwood Mac funeral. Oh my god, I blocked that out for sure. The coffin was pumpkin spice orange. That's That's not a color, but that's fine. There was a Fleetwood Mac cover band, if I remember right. And the mom's living wish was for Lena to continue their Rome graduation trip. Because in this version of the story, they were going to go together um, when rain, rain, Lena whoa when Lena graduated from high school so instead the mom was like since I can't go with you I'd like you to still go that's my dying wish living so wish what do we have so far already they're going to Rome not Florence not going to school in Florence students it's like expensive to shoot there or something and it's just like a vacation and it's shorter it's not like months I don't think or it's not supposed to be oh my god but so Francesca is the one who picks up Lena at the airport because this time she's not like a friend of Hadley's who exists over the phone for five minutes. She's like one of the five main characters in this movie. Luckily, Lena speaks Italian like fluently. So so fucking confusing. I, I just wrote a note that it seemed odd that one summer of Hadley, 
living with Francesca and Howie, who in this is her cousin, made these two so invested that they would like keep this stranger teenager. Um, I like wanted a movie about Hadley's time with them because I was like, what kind of impression would you have to make for like 18 years later to be like, yeah, I'll take your kid in. We haven't spoken in 18 years, but that summer was really something. It's so confusing. She meets Howard like pretty quickly. Like I said, he's Francesca's cousin. And um, she meets him. Her Irish cousin, this very Italian woman's Irish man cousin. I forgot he's not not American in this. I think the movie makers did. They were drunk. And couldn't remember what their ideas were or what the book was about. They read the first couple chapters and the last couple chapters, Riley, and then yeah, "Yeah, we figured it out. They pulled pulled a little house. The boys' names are different, so our, like, Ren, quote-unquote, is... No, sorry. Wrong person. I'm getting confused. (laughs) Not Ren. The guy who's, like, sort of Thomas-adjacent... Oh, yeah. ...is Harvard-bound Alessandro, who Lena just meets, like, walking around Rome... Um, and he flirts real hard and is like, see you around. And of course, because it's Roman, it's such a small city, you know, they do see each other around. <laughs> but Francesca gives Lena the diary at this point. It's sent from mom. The diary starts off exactly the same. That seems like very true to the book, weirdly, the, for five minutes yeah. in the beginning. And then we get a little glimpse of Ale, Alessandro, and his mean dad. And he, calls oh, her yeah. calls her chaotically by like finding uh this like fake instagram that Addie made for lena and messaging that and then Addie like giving lena's phone number because she's like this guy's hot i'm just gonna give my friend's number up so he like cold calls lena and invites her to an opera where she cries at the opera in this sweet little moment and then he makes her run over this place while she's screaming at him to stop she's like really liking this opera like obviously moved by it and enjoying her time he looks over sees that that's happening and is like let's get the fuck out of here let's get chased by security yeah and Um, he's like it's fun i promise and like this girl like things are just wild with her dress she's in like this weird rainbow sequin dress that has like absolutely no support if you guys know what i mean for running around a museum yeah and she's in heels looks miserable this i would have been so annoyed and this horrible date ends with the dad like intervening and basically calling ollie like a womanizer in front of her and being like you do this all the time with all the ladies and for whatever reason that like offends her who is torturing that dog? Like <laughs> I already told you, that's my cat. She's like trying to leave because she. You're right. She's very offended by the fact that this guy who would bring someone he just met and stalk on Instagram to an opera would possibly do this with anybody else. Like as if he's, he's not like textbook. He clearly just picks up tourists. She runs into Lorenzo on her way out, who is like the Wren, I guess, of this movie. Kind of weird. I don't know. Not really, but they like. He's- took away everything that makes Ren cute and funny and interesting and then created this bizarre boring human. He's a pastry chef who we've met briefly when she met Howard. He was like a grad student or one of, I don't know if Howard, what Howard I don't know what any of them are doing. Baking, I have no idea, but he is a pastry chef and he takes her to a secret bakery, which is how that winds up in the movie. And then that little secret cute date on a Vespa ends when Ale like finds her home because yeah. she's getting dropped off by Ren and he just shows up at her house and is like what are you doing with Lorenzo who he of course knows and she's like yeah, how do you know where I live I forget what he says he has an answer for why he knows concerning unless she gave it to him you just shouldn't show up then we get like this little sort of montage of Howard hands over the mom's camera and she like oh, looks yeah. at her mom's pictures, and then she becomes a budding photographer who takes a lot of pictures of statues. Oh, they're the most like. It's like you gave a three year old a camera. It's like there are weird angles. There's nothing interesting about the lighting, and it's a film camera too. That's very so, nice. So like this is what you're taking like four hundred dollars worth of bad photos. Yep. 
Your mom is probably rolling in her pumpkin spice <laughs> grave. The love triangle progresses with Lena going cliff jumping with Ollie, where she learns about his tough Nepo baby life. <laughs> and <laughs> she feels bad for him and they kiss. Only for hours later for her to like through her friends Wait, she, Instagram like, stuff. To be exclusive. Yeah, She's they have like, like a conversation about only dating each other which he's like never literally just met he's he says he's all for it but then when she's on the phone with Addie, Addie's like instagram stalking this like restaurant that he's at and finds like a picture of him with some girl so then lena's like i who just got to italy and haven't don't know rome at all i'm gonna like go on foot to this restaurant barge in in my sweatpants and interrupt this date for this like not my boyfriend of many years but like <laughs> make a huge scene for this guy i just met and confront him with another Even girl it does turn out that this is a date with this other girl but girl is like the loosest term because this is a woman like this could have i thought she was a cousin or something. like this is my like older sister of 30 yeah. years yeah i would have believed him I thought Whoa. that was what was going to happen, and then he, like, never said it wasn't a date. But, oh, my God. It was, like, the secondhand embarrassment from this moment was terrible. Yeah, she made some – for someone who considered herself awkward and shy, she made some really, like, very in-public decisions and announcements and outbursts that had me, like, shaking. Yeah, because then she just goes and gets drunk. Yeah, and she talks to Howard about love. Right after that conversation, she's reading her mom's journal, and she finds out her mom was pregnant. And so she immediately thinks it's Howie. No one's told her, unlike the book, there's no grandma being like, that's your dad. Um, so she comes to this conclusion on her own. Yeah. And, and is like not dropping. reading the journal for like any reason other than because it was yeah. given to her. It kind of made more sense in the movie that she would take it slower because there was no like, until she got to this pregnant thing, there was no mystery in there. Yeah. Um, and she's like heavily hinting that she know something when she's like going out to lunch with Francesca and Howie they're bringing her to Lorenzo and his family's place for like a meal I don't know and then this version Lorenzo he says that he's dating I think her name is Mimi in this I have no idea no it's Um, like Giardelli okay (laughs) chocolate air Gorginia Gorgina well, okay, so Gorgina is like a real. I don't know. We how find to out later, like she's like an on again, off again girlfriend, and they're currently like sort of off, but they like make out, or she makes out with Ren in front of Lena, just to like stake a claim. And the just like the book, it sort of acts like only like mean, nasty girls who are like too, uh, I don't know, ambitious in their racing, <laughs> like too confident, oh get cheated on. It's very, like, this girl deserves it. She's a bitch is the vibe I got. She was a race car driver. Mm-hmm. She seems Speaking cool. Speaking of racing and driving, you know how, like, Francesca drives in the movie? Yeah. She, like, zips around. Like a crazy, yeah. It turns out that that car that she's driving is an electric car, so they had to, like, add all those noises. Like, either way, they would oh, have so to funny. add it. Like, that car would never, ever even sound or move <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's really funny. After that, she kind of, like, explodes at lunch in front of all these strangers and, like, accuses Howard of keeping it secret from her that he's her dad. Just in front of everybody. I feel like that gets, like, it's not resolved right there. Instead, there's, like, a scene of... Oh, it was, like, another public display of... Of tears and yelling, and she didn't even eat the gelato. She just stood up and left. Uh, The Uh, girlfriend's name is Georgia. You were close. G-I-O-R-G-I-A. It sounded like... Why it's not me, I don't know. After this, Ale apologizes to her for having dinner with a friend. It's very unconvincing. They make him, by the way, like the face of this movie. When you look it up on Netflix, it's like a picture of him only. I was like, this guy is gross and he's not even the love interest. Why are we putting him front and center? But anyway, she's like unconvinced by this, but she's not like breaking things off with him. It's sort of murky. And then she is going to Florence. At this point, she figures out that her dad lives in Florence. It's like flip-flopped. <laughs> um, she figures out that her dad is the art gallery guy. Mm, yeah. Howard and Francesca. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go. And, of course, Lorenzo happens to be on the same train. 
he's like off to Florence for some like audition for baking. This was crazy. This is like single handedly the craziest part of this whole movie. That he gives her the gelato that was like his homework. Why? It was part of his audition. And so then he shows up to the audition with nothing because he and he doesn't even explain. I gave it to a sad girl on a train. It was so insane. And they spend like the whole day in Florence together, which it's weird to me that if he was going there that early, it implied to me he needed to spend some time prepping or something. I was like, how does he have so many hours to be running around? I was so stressed out for him. Yeah, I thought he would miss it completely. It didn't really matter. He didn't. He tanked it and he didn't get it, but maybe this was why. She also tanks. She goes to the dad's gallery, finds a picture of the mom, confronts him, takes it off the wall. I love um, that. In a really chaotic move. Just like the book, her and Lorenzo were like, they like kiss in their sadness. And then she immediately calls it a mistake. As soon as like he shows hesitation, she's like, oh no. And then they both just are like, bad idea. And so they, weird. they both lie to each other. I and don't think it's ever been my first thought to just like immediately lie about no. anything. She's like, oh, it's kind of like, you know, you're with Georgia or whatever her name is. Even though he just said they were like off at the moment, but whatever. They leave like very confused and clearly like each other, but won't say so. Mm-hmm. Then she's like, Howard, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Here's the camera <laughs> back. And then as she's getting ready to leave, Addie shows up because Howard, Francesca like told Howard he needed to like pull all the stops to make sure she stayed. So they fly out her friend. Yeah, I don't know how this became Howard's job. He's not even her dad. No, and he, like, wasn't even enlisted by Hadley. It's crazy. Francesco was. So then Addie's like, here I am. Let's go to a party. All you need to know about her is that she photoshops herself into European scenes for her Instagram that she's never been to. Book Addie is, like, really nice and supportive. And movie Addie is just a nightmare. Well, in her defense, there's this Lena's a nightmare when they go to the party because when Lena, like, ends things with, Ale and is like I'm done with you and then she finds out that Lorenzo has left and is like going to the train station to like leave the country she's like okay I'm gonna leave this party and she doesn't tell Addie she's going anywhere and then (laughs) Addie in a foreign country comes running down the stairs and is like where are you going what are we doing yeah you were gonna leave her at a party of strangers in a country she's never been to she's probably jet lagged she just got there like two hours ago and get this, she wanted to leave her to Vespa to a train station. She almost leaves a friend at a party to track this man down and tell him, I'm choosing myself, not you. <laughs> <laughs> She's not even leaving to go, like, get him over or be like, you know, Jennifer Anderson and I got off the plane. There's nothing like that. She's just like, oh, she wanted I picked to myself. tell him to his face that he didn't stand a chance. <laughs> she wanted to end it in person. Then there was just, I feel like, bombshell after bombshell where I was just like, what is happening? Where <laughs> she was like, one, I'm deferring college for a year. MIT. MIT. Deferred. Howard, you want to be my adopted father? I'm going to call you dad. <laughs> <laughs> Which is wild. And then we like fast forward to an entire year later. She's got bangs, a bob, and she's got a passion for photography and she's just walking around taking pictures where she runs into lorenzo who this is the only thing that made sense he's taking over the secret bakery (laughs) it doesn't make sense with what money he just graduated high school did he not this boy's 19 i don't think he bought it i think that lady was like take this over he still needs money he made it a restaurant. Too. I don't know about Italy's small business loans. I have no idea. But <laughs> okay, it, it tracked for like her being a photography person. I was like, what's happening? Oh my God. I and will say this transformation rivals, like, it's up there with the level of shock I felt at the end of the Kissing Booth 3 transformation that we were. Oh, can't wait till we get to that. As far as awful wigs and bizarre age ups. That's really the ugly angry. glasses. They leave for a date on... She has her own Vespa. So they go on a date and they write her Vespa. And that's the end of that. So hopefully that sounded cohesive because it wasn't a cohesive movie. And I tried my best. When all is said and done, same, same. Book and movie, like word for word, shot for shot. 
What did you, oh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I oh. am curious right now what you liked better before oh you fact. Oh my gosh. Before I fact, absolutely the book. Me too. There was. Journal aside. And I watched this movie first, unknowing about the book or anything, and still didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was like, okay, fine, whatever. But now having read the book, I just can't believe they had such an adorable, sweet, funny character that is Ren and his mother and their gingerbread house. Mm -hmm. To go and fuck it up so badly was so shocking. Was there anything in your movie facts about – I was so curious what you were going to come out with because I was like, who made this movie? What's happening? Why is it the way it is? I could not find anyone tell me anything about why they did this. I was searching like Love and Gelato Press, Love and Gelato Director Interview, (laughs) Love and Gelato Cast Press. They're in hiding. They I okay, so here's the thing. It sounds like COVID complicated things while they were like scheduling and shooting it. So she like the author like never even got to visit the set. Mm-hmm. So like maybe press and interviews just like weren't happening when it was mm-hmm. being made and came out. That's the only thing I can think of, but the only explanation I got for like why this is the way it is was like the author saying she was really hands off obviously but no one explained to me why they changed it so much weird but one person on twitter said love and gelato's movie adaptation was the worst movie i've ever (laughs) watched (laughs) it really took i think most adaptations when they veer really hard from a book they usually pull out things that are really special and important to the book and keep those and i felt like this didn't do that so it was really hard to like find footing or like anything familiar yeah, it's like so the different. They did keep made it like more un- unrecognizable for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, like it we'll keep Francesca, like, but she's like you're gonna live with her, and we'll she's gonna be like your mother figure. Yeah, and like why it wasn't shot in Florence, I'm really confused. Yeah, why they kept the journal but then like had it serve no purpose was bizarre. It was a strange time. Are you? It was a strange time. I hated this movie. Reading anything that you're liking right now? I am reading "Highly Suspicious and Unfairly Cute" by Talia Hibbert. Is that a romance? It sounds. It is a romance. Riley can see the cover. You guys can't, but it's pink. That's cute. It's a book Colton got me for Christmas, and it's very cute. It's written by a woman from the UK. And she does something that our good friend Beth Recalls does not do. So she starts this book by saying, like, I decided to, like, make a lot of the plot in a forest camp, but I don't really like the forest that much, and I'm just here for the vibes. So sorry if anything's wrong. And I was (laughs) like, you know what? I respect it, and I love you for it. Whereas Miss Beth gave us no warning that she was here (laughs) for the vibes. (laughs) About and the college no idea about American schooling. It's very I'm cute. Reading, I just finished and haven't picked up anything else. Um, I'm reading. I was reading. Am I gonna have to say that again? <laughs> I can't get it out. I just finished reading, um, a book by Lori Moore, called "I Am Homeless." If this is not my home, I think is the title. She's. I've read her short stories before, but this was the first time I've read her book. And it was, I feel like if I tried to explain any of it, it would be very spoilery. It would be like better to just go in blind. But if anyone wants to read a double narrative contemplating death of loved ones um, with like a wacky road trip vibe, very surreal, very weird, hard to explain, but very memorable for sure. I liked it. I like the sound of that. It sounds interesting. Um, But I'm very excited for what we will be reading next for this podcast. Oh, yes. Do you want to tell them or should I? It feels like a big announcement. I think you should because I'm blanking. Oh, my God. It's Twilight. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. I remember. Only the most exciting. It is the best book of all time. And the best movie of all time. So really, talk about it. I'm gonna battle it out for this one. 
I found um, the first three books in the series in a little free library. So it felt like fate and like we should do it next. So yeah, we absolutely welcome. Have I know we're going to be bringing back a blast from the past. Yeah. So read along if you've been looking for an excuse to. I know you have been. We all are waiting for someone to give us an excuse to reread Twilight, aren't we? Exactly. And if you haven't read it yet, like, where have you been? Join us. Please. Um, you can follow along at, we'll be posting updates on our Instagram, which is at Movies Better Yeah Right. That's at M-O-V-I-E-S-B-E-T-T-E-R-Y-A-W-R-I-T-E. And we're done. You, thank you. You can buy that and any other books that we mention on the show at our bookshop, which is bookshop.org slash shop slash movies better. Yeah, right. Spelled like I just spelled it. Yeah. Rewind. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed this really crazy deep dive into love and gelato. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think that's kind of been our craziest one yet. Please, if you haven't watched or read, take this as a sign to just try it out. Good luck. We'll see you uh, next week to take a hard, sharp turn into vampires. Oh, my gosh. We'll see you then. Team Jacob forever. Bye, guys. Bye.